welcome to Baddest Mothers in the Room. I'm Casey, I'm the mother of Bo, a two-year-old baby boy. And I'm Tristan, I'm the mother of Nelly, a 23? Two? Yeah. 22 and a half? 22 yeah. and a half, sure. Month old? I don't know. Should we do that for 20 years? We're the kind of girls that didn't know if we were going to have kids or not, but then we did it and we're here to talk about it. No, we are not professionals, so don't take our advice if we give you any too seriously because we are just here to talk about the perils of parenting. That's right. Do I say something after that? Yeah, you're usually like, hey, hit us up. Send us an email if you want to talk about the perils of parenting. At Baddestmothers at gmail.com. Wow. All right. Well, you took my line. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Uh, How's it going? Now leave a space for them to reply. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a couple weeks, so we're glad to be talking at you. We have a guest today. His name is Jason Starzik, and he is my boss. And he's coming on the podcast to talk about uh, life as a father of six, count them, six, MF and children. Yeah. Wow. That's like, whew. That's one so, more than five. Yeah. That'd be like if there were six people doing this podcast and we all had one kid. Ugh. Remember, though, that article that I found I shared on the podcast that, was, that said three is the hardest number? Oh, yeah. So yeah. It's probably we fine. should be more impressed by someone with three kids, right? Yeah. All right. It's probably easy. Cancel Jason. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> How you been? Oh, pretty good, Teets. Been pretty some good. time. Yeah, well, I was out of town the past two weekends. Mm. And that's Michigan? a lot. Two weekends in a row is a lot. Uh, I was Mich- again last weekend. Mm. Uh, the weekend before I was in Dallas, Texas. Gross. <laughs> well, I was going for the people more than I was going uh, okay. for the environment. I mean, I've never been to Dallas, so well, then, maybe it's lovely. I don't know. You don't know. I've been to Austin, and that was great. Yes, Dallas isn't just like... The freaking Cowboys football team. There's more to it. I just think of like hair. This is what I, this is what Dallas is to me. Okay. Everyone, all the ladies have tall hair. Okay. Because higher the hair, closer to God or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they all water their lawns a lot and it's bad for the earth. Okay. And the Cowboys. Okay. Is that what you experienced? Is no. that correct? No. Okay. I didn't see much along the lines of high hair. What? As a matter of fact, I didn't even hear much along the lines of southern accents. What, what, what is the point? Did, Very little. Did everyone shoot JR? Because I feel like that's an important I part. didn't hear anything about JR. Didn't hear a gun. Don't think I saw a gun that was real. Like maybe one like up on, the, on a restaurant on like a wall doorway, or something. Yeah, on a wall okay. or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but not like an active gun. Um... Well, this I, is why we can't make assumptions about I places. I did see a lot of, like, lawns that weren't looking too great. They were a little dyed off. And then this one in, in my friend's neighborhood was, like, real green, and they were watering it. And I was like, look at these assholes. And he said, yes, actually, they're not supposed to be watering their lawn right now. You're only supposed to water it, like, before 7 and after mm. 7 or something. Yeah, I, like, I had heard a podcast about it. I think it was in the Dallas area that, like, mm. people really took a lot of pride in their lawns, but there's such a drought that it was, like, that they don't sucking get. up all the town's water. Yes, they don't get to. Grass is bad for the environment in all of the cities. Hmm. In all of the countries. In all of the globe. So, um, cowboys, I saw some, like, Kind of fakey cowboys. Saw a couple. We went to a Tex-Mex place and I saw some people wearing their like 10-gallon hats. And I was like, ha, that guy's wearing a big hat. Or boots. But I did see one like legit cowboy. We went to a petting zoo in Fort Worth. Fort Worth was the most like Texas-y feeling place. Mm. 
and we like popped into this petting zoo and this of course this guy was also very handsome like young mid-20s guy a handsome petting zoo cowboy yes and very fit wearing very fitted cowboy clothes it was nice kind of looked like stripper but he was a cowboy (laughs) and he i said oh you look like you're about to close up he goes yeah, I was getting ready to, but I could let y'all in. I was like, yeah, <laughs> To my pants. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> the whole big belt buckle, the whole thing. Wow. Do you think it was like a costume or was that just his clothes? I think it was his clothes. Okay. That's mm-hmm. great. Good for him. Yeah. Well, Dallas sounds great. I'd love to go. Great. Sometime I'll go visit whoever you were visiting. And I'll let them know. Go. Yeah, great. I'll let them know. <sighs> oh, how about you? I can't even remember. Have we, have we talked since Chris and I randomly decided to go to, where'd we go, Wisconsin? Yeah, we went to Wisconsin. Uh, I haven't talked to you. I have talked to Chris. Though. Oh, okay. Yeah, we decided to go up to Madison just for a little jaunt, go a little, pick some apples. Or we decided we didn't want to pick apples. We just go buy apples from the apple place. Yeah. And yeah. Nellie could pet a goat, which Great. she did. She fucking loved it. Great. Had the time of her life. She had the, the goat. Had to kiss her her pet lamb that she had brought her stuffed lamb because she always makes animals kiss each other Aww. in books too, um, and then yeah she like fed a llama and stuff it was fun cute it was fun. in a hotel room wow 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 I know I know the life living that life yeah we had to get we like we get sweets of course so that we can stash Nellie in the bedroom while we play Yahtzee or whatever out in the living room super smart idea yeah when we just stayed in a hotel uh last weekend yeah we were just all in one room so then oh what do you do well we were with all of Mark's family so when we were actually hanging out we were hanging out like in the lobby area Mm. there's like a where they do breakfast in the morning you know so we just hung out there so when we went to the room it was like go to room go to sleep Mm mm-hmm Go cool. to bed. Go to bed. Go mm-hmm. to sleep. But still, Bo will wake up and be like, hi. He <laughs> sees us. You're like, oh, shit. <gasps> you can see me. That um sort of segues into my win. Please. Um, just the waking up and saying hi. I went in there into Nellie's room, I think, two days ago to get her up and to go to school. And she was like, she stood up in her crib and she was like, hi, mommy. I love you, mommy. Uh, I love you, mommy. I love you, mommy. And then she just kept giving me kisses, and I was like, "Ah, yes, <laughs> yes, it was so yes, sweet." Yes. <sighs> That's a great win. <laughs> well, and because we had previously been sort of like training Nellie to say "I love you," you know, we'd be like, "I love you, Nellie." Do you love me? You Can love you me? say I love you, mommy? And yeah. and then she eventually would say it after that, but that was the first time she said it. Un- oh, unprompted. unprompted. Cute. Yeah, that's really cute. That's all. Blah. That's a fantastic win. Thank you. It actually reminds me of my win, if I if I may. <laughs> Please do. Actually, I kind of have two wins. Because I had one, but then something went last night, and I was like, this must be on the podcast. Okay. Um. So the first win is um, we've been playing a lot of hide-and-seek lately. Aww. And it's been pretty fun where, like, Bo... Originally, it started with Bo would always go into his tent. He's got the tent in his bedroom. Mm-hmm. So we'd go in there, or he would tell, like, me to hide. Mark would find us, or he'd grab Mark, and let's say, let's go hide. Or he'd be like, where's Bo? And he'd go in there. I'd be like, gotcha, dude. Uh, so I would walk around, and I would look in different places, right? Like, like is Bo in the closet? No... Is Bo under the stand? No. Is Bo under the crib? No. And I look at all these places. 
thinking that he thought I was actually looking for him, right? And then I'd find him in the tent and be like, oh, there he is! And we'd scream and shout <laughs> and hug and laugh. So then one day, recently, he says, uh, Mama, hide. So I go into the tent and hide. I think Mark, yeah, Mark was in the tent too with me. And he, Bo's walking around and he's doing it. Oh, going looking in, all the in the closet. No. Aww. Under the sabata. No. Is the chair? No. And I was basically crying because <laughs> I didn't know that he knew the game. Yeah. I thought he Aww. thought I was really looking for him. So the fact that he had picked up on it and now <laughs> it was his turn and he was going to fake Aww. look around for me until he found me. That's so cute. Killed me. It was so Aww. sweet. And that has now um, sort of morphed into actual hide and seek where we do hide and he comes and finds us. Um, but my other win that was similar to yours is last night, Mark was teaching, so I put Bo down by myself. Ah. Ugh. And thank you, thank you, thank you. And that's the end. <laughs> um, and he just wasn't tired. He was not going to bed. And it was a lot of, Dada, are you? Dada, are you? Dada. I'm going to go in, Dada's not here, buddy. First, I lied to him and said, Dada's sleeping. And he's like, okay, go Dada's room. Go Dada's bed. I was like, ah, uh, you caught me. I'm lying. <laughs> Dada's not here. He's teaching. You need to go to sleep. So we try again. Then he, I come in there again. He's like, uh, baby shark. So I rock him and I sing like a slow lullaby version of baby shark. Lay him down. I'm like, that got it. Didn't get it. Come back in again. He's like, no, mama, lay down. Mama, lay down. So I said, okay, you want me to come in your crib? And he said, yeah. So I crawled my ass up in there <laughs> and laid down next to him in the bed. Aww. And his immediate reaction was, oh, oh mama, thank you. <laughs> and this is complete with him just like rubbing my face and my Aww. arms and my shoulders. And then I was rubbing his back. And when I stopped, he reached back and started like making my hand rub his back more. Oh, it was just soul crushing in all the best ways. <laughs> Um, he still didn't fall asleep, uh, but other than that, it was very cute. Oh, I was going to say, are you going to have to sleep in his crib now all the time? No, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, well, that's the problem. I think the whole go to Dada's bed stemmed from when we were at the hotel last weekend um, and he got up super early and Mark got up with him and he laid down with him on the second bed. It was two Queens in the room, two mm -hmm. Queens, no, two beds. And, uh, he laid down and they both fell asleep and I think Bo really liked it. Oh. And I was like, oh, was that after two years of never co-sleeping, did that one little tiny little taste, that free taste, make him a junkie? That's funny because I was just saying, I think it was when we were in Madison, there was something, Nellie was having a hard time. Oh, yeah, because I, she, so her crib was, or her pack and plate was right next to my side of the bed because, you know, there's only so much space. So... I did not sleep a wink that night or, or after like two or something. She woke up and then she, I would like kind of reach my hand in and like dangle in and pet her or whatever. But then she <laughs> figured out I was there. So then she would just stand up and yes. then be at eye level and be like, mama, mommy, yeah. mommy, hello. Oh, and I was like, oh God, should I just pull her into the bed? And I was like, no, because I always hear that vacation is like where it happens that you're just like, ugh, fine. Like... This is a different situation. We'll let you in to the bed. And that, so I 
made her stay in there. So that's a known thing that vacation is like the gateway to doing I, it at I've home? I've heard it at least a few times. I think I think Erin had that with Henry, didn't she? That they like let him sleep with them on vacation and then now they can't get rid of him. Snap. I don't know. Maybe I made that up. I don't know. <sighs> that is rough. Yeah. Well, that could be it. That one like less than an hour could have just like. That sweet, sweet cuds. Mm-hmm. Love to cuddle. Um, what was I going to tell you? Oh, from the hide-and-seek thing? Yeah. Nellie did something kind of similar the other night because she was like, I was reading her books, and she was, she decided she wanted to read to Lammy. So she would just, like, was reading her book, and she's like, she's basically fluent in English now. So this was, like, just, she wasn't reading the book, but she was, like, talking about stuff. I don't know. And then... So she can't read yet is what you're saying? Yeah, she's an idiot. (laughs) So she gets to the end of the book... And she goes, she's said, like, the end or all done or something. And then she goes, again, because that's what she does at the end of every book. And then she goes, now, Mimi, I need one more time and then sleep. Because that's what I say to her. Like, the last time I was like, okay, Nellie, we'll read it one more time. And then you have to go to sleep. Okay. And I, like, make her look me in the eye. So she did it to Lammy. And I was like, ah. Oh my god, she's telling Lammy what's up. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Adorable. Poor Lammy. They are getting to be a cute and horrifying age. Yep. Like they do the cutest shit and then they're just goddamn monsters. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm scared. I like don't want to go home today because well, actually she'll probably You don't have to, man. I can just <laughs> I can get you on the next train down to Dallas. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, we just, uh, remember I said October 1, no more Passy. Oh, yeah. Um, except at Naps. And so we we went for it. And uh, so today, before school, she was, like, getting her bag to go to, to, go to daycare. And she pulled out a Passy that was in daycare because we're still going to let her do it for sleep. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no, honey, give me the pacifier, please. And then she had, like, a little fit but was fine. But so then she no longer had the passy in her bag. So I don't know how her nap went at daycare today. Ah, uh, not your problem. <laughs> because other times she has not slept. Oh. Uh, uh, if she doesn't have her passy, so. Uh-oh. A VLC. Maybe that was it. Maybe that just totally cured her of the whole thing. Yeah, probably everything's great. Probably she hates sure pacifiers now. And mm-hmm. she came home and was in a great mood. And Chris had a grand time and fed her a nutritious dinner. That makes me wonder if anyone who's ever had their child go to daycare was like daycare is so expensive that I'm going to make this hard on you <laughs> I'm not going to let you let my kid have a pass you deal with it yeah yeah. you train her like wasn't that a sorry Will Cosby bit that he'd like make his teeth really disgusting before he went to the dentist because he's I don't like I'll know make you work for your money oh. remember we used to like I actually it. don't know much Bill Cosby stuff I just remember that bit that he'd be like, I'll eat Oreos and Cheetos before I go, and then they have to work for it. All I, I know is him like dancing like this. <laughs> Talking about Puddin' Pops. Puddin' Pops. We also have a mutual friend who I remember saying that she never like cleans up her vagina before she goes to the gynecologist because she's like... That's so weird. She's like, whatever, he sees way grosser vaginas than mine. He's pro- He should be grateful to see this young beautiful puss but doesn't she clean it just on a daily basis well yeah but like as far as like trimming and maintenance yeah oh i feel like i used to before i had a baby now i'm like whatever it's not yeah. what they're looking at yeah who is this i'll tell you later you can tell me i'll cut it out oh 
feel like she's got just a cute little smoochy pooch anyway. <laughs> All right. Anyways. Uh, yeah. I don't know about any of that shit. So the passy thing will get easier. Um, as it is for Bo, like he gets the concept of they're just for night nights sometimes mm. now. But if one, if he finds like a rogue one that fell out of his crib, all of a sudden it's just in his mouth. Yeah. I'm like, where'd you get that? Mm. And he usually takes it out and says, I need it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just raising little addicts, it sounds like. <laughs> I know. I know. It'll be fine. Do you want to hear my fail? Sure do. Um, oh, okay, I have two. One is me. Well, actually, both are me. I don't know. Uh, okay, so Nellie started getting really interested in toilet training, or Whoa. potties in general. Like, So we haven't started toilet training, but we're, when we go to the bathroom, we're like, okay, mommy's going to go pee-pee in the potty, because she had already started using that, so I don't know if that's like a daycare thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she'll, so she says like, daddy pee-pee in the potty, daddy poo in the potty. So now we'll say, yeah, mommy's going to pee in the potty. Mommy's going to go pee in the potty. Okay. Um, so we're just Daddy's like... Daddy's going to drop a deuce. Yeah. So now we're just sort of like getting her accustomed to like the language and the concept of it. So then she was like really into it the other night. So I was like, okay, well, do you want to just sit on like the lid was closed? So I was like, do you want to pretend to pee in the potty? She's like, yeah. So I sat her on the potty and then she was like, towel, towel, meaning the toilet paper. And I was like, okay, yeah, you get to rip off a little piece of toilet paper, and now we'll throw it in the potty, and now you can flush the toilet. What kind of fucking idiot teaches their kid how to flush the toilet before they absolutely need to? Oh. I didn't know where this was going, and now I know. (laughs) I mean, nothing's gone down there that oughtn't, but, like, she thinks it's real fun. So she's just killing the environment with flushes. (laughs) There have only been, like, I would say probably three. This has been a week. There have only been three, like, superfluous flushes. Mm -hmm. But she, yeah, she, including the the teaching flush. Uh, So, but she she reaches for it and I'm like, nope. And so this has to be a constant battle now. Yeah, well, I mean, we kind of can't let her in the bathroom on her own anyway because what we've done shit um, childproofing in there. And literally, there's nothing for a baby safely. To yeah. play with in a bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's very like, okay, stop playing stop playing with the Advil. No, no, those are daddy's antidepressants. Leave that alone. Uh, you know. Uh, uh, um, those aren't lollipops. They don't have sticks. <laughs> <laughs> but so, yeah, I'm like, why did I show her how to flush the toilet until there was actual pee or poo? I just like, I thought it would, you know, it was part of the process. Yeah. And like, it's like a fun, a rewarding part of the process. So now I'm trying to teach... No, we only we only flush the toilet after we pee or poop. But then yes. it's also like, well, now I have to wash your hands too. Yeah. Other than if you're just tooling around in the bathroom. Right. So. But yes, the flush stupid. is the prize. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Not those M and M's. No. Do you have multiple fails? I uh, please no. I have one. Okay. But it's a something slash something, so I guess that makes it two. <laughs> well, I'll just go get it. Anyway. What were we finding? She was mad about something. What the hell was it? Oh, I was trying to get her out of the bathroom. So it makes perfect sense. I was like, no, baby, we got to get out of the bathroom. This was some other time. And she got mad, like she does, grabbed my finger and just chomped. (gasps) And I was like, and whoa, I know. I was like, shit. I mean, I didn't yell. 
Um, but I was like, so Nelly, bad. you, I will not let you bite me. You cannot bite mommy. Um, and I mean, that was about the extent of it, but I was like very stern. And then she just started like bawling and I just felt, I mean, I, it's a fail because she bit me and now I don't know what the fuck to do, but it hasn't happened again. It hasn't happened again. Yeah. Yeah. And in intention, like she took my hand and was like chomp, like it was a little ham steak or something. Like it wasn't like, ah, I'm crazy and my teeth are chomping. Like it was like, let me take this thing and put it in my mouth and bite down. Uh And there was a little like mouth mark on my, I mean, not for long, but I was like, fuck. Um, And then I told Chris, and we both, like, talked to her about it. And it hasn't happened again, though there was one time that I think she was going to, but then I got out of the way. So it hasn't. And this was, like, a few weeks ago. So hopefully it won't happen again. But Have you done time out yet? Oh, I actually, that was the other thing. I was like, I'm going to put you in your crib. And I did it. It was either 30 seconds or a minute. I can't remember now. Because I was like, I know it's not supposed to be too much when they're this little or whatever. But that was the first time I've ever, like, put her in there. Yeah. Walked away. And then, and then she was just, like, scream crying the whole time. Like, because of me sternly talking to her and putting her in there. And I just felt horrible. But I was like, no, I gotta wait. And then I went back in there and like, took her and cuddled her. So I don't oh, even know geez, if I, like, yeah. fucked it up. I don't know. I don't know the freaking rules. <sighs> I feel like they don't get it. We put him in timeout sometimes, and he just, I don't think he gets it. Mm. He's just like, okay, fine. He just, like, lays there. Oh. Yeah, she did. I mean, she seemed to get it, but yeah. I, I don't know how much of it. I don't know. It hasn't happened again, and it was a while ago, so hopefully it won't. But I you always hear, like, ooh, once a biter, always a biter. Maybe that's a cheater. I don't know. Who knows? I think it's a cheater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I haven't had any reports from daycare or anything about who biting. So, I assume we would hear. That's good. But also, I think everyone gets a report that their kid bit someone at daycare, right? Doesn't everyone I get don't that? know. I, I, but don't you hear about, like, I was just really stressed out after because I was like, kids get, like, kicked out of daycare if they bite too much. You know, not right. once or twice, but if they're, like, the school biter. Then they get kicked the out. The biter. Biter. It's from Breakfast Club, right? It was like a biter. <laughs> Jock. A brain. A brain. Um, yeah. Yeah. Our, our little Bo has been a little biter lately, too. Part of it, I think, is his teeth hurt. Um, but he's also been a hitter. Um, he started hitting a lot. Intentional hitting, you think? Or yes, like when he's mad, he'll just be like, bam, like two hands on my chest or something. Um, I'm just like, oh, hell no. Nellie uh, kicks me sometimes when she's getting her diaper changed. Yeah. So we've been doing the crib timeouts, but um, it was kind of funny. We When we were in Michigan this weekend, we were like, all right, that's it. Timeout. Hit. And Mark went and put him in our the spare room where we stay and put him in the pack and play. And we were sitting down. And then all of a sudden, Bo was looking at me in the dining room. And I was like, what the <gasps> hell? <laughs> and he's looking at me like, hey... Yeah, I know I wasn't supposed to get out of there, but isn't it kind of cool that it did? <laughs> I was no. like, holy shit. He just, luckily their pack and play is lower than oh, ours. It's okay. not it's not ours. They have okay. one that just stays at their house. So it's lower than ours and it's lower than the crib. But And he wasn't wearing a sleep sack, which he usually is, which kind of oh, constrains yeah. him. But he just swang a leg up over that thing and bailed. That is terrifying. Yes. Oh, boy. Um, that kind of segues into my fail. Um, 
he was a he was kind of a shithead most of the weekend. Hmm. But the reason it's a fail for me as a mother is because it's because we were like dragging him all over God's green earth. Like, you know, he still hates the car. We're still like, sorry, bro. This is how we get places. We have. Wait, to- did you drive to Alice? No, 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 no. And, oh. he did, and he did not come with. Oh, ooh, okay. Oh, that was a mom win, by the way. Oh, that, was, yeah. that was four days Shit. with no bow. Though I did. This should have been. Something I talked about and I didn't really touch upon, but I had a lot of anxiety around leaving him for four whole days, which was strange because the last time I left him for four whole days, I didn't have that feeling. Huh. And this time I did like really bad. Oh, huh. it was rough. But then I had a great time and I came back and I was like, that was fine. See, but leading up to it was very rough. Um, this was our Michigan trip. Okay. So because we weren't going just to our usual trips like the Kalamazoo, Grand Rapids area. We went all the way to Detroit. So Saturday morning, oh, that's far. we drove all the way from Chicago to Detroit. Um, and then Sunday, he had a little more, like, going from the southern end of Detroit to the northern end. And then back again to Kalamazoo. And then Monday, we drove home. So he was just not super happy. He went to bed way after his bedtime. Friday night, because it was Mark's birthday, a whole other part of the fail. Mark's birthday surprise did not go off as planned. <laughs> and it ended up being, surprise, here are... Three friends, one of which you knew was coming at this brewery. But two of them were surprised, huh? Uh, so Bo didn't go to bed until like 8.30 on Friday, which is late for very late for him. Mm. No nap on Saturday. Four-hour car trip. Homie didn't fall asleep at all. Oh, shit. And so then he was just like psycho, but he should be. And we're seeing family. We don't see that much. And he's just like, bleh. And you're and like, haha, I swear he's really great yes. most of the time. And one of Mark's uh, stepsisters just had a baby who's almost three months. So it's like, uh, yeah, this is not necessarily what you're in for. I swear he's just uh, overtired. Like, he wouldn't even stand. He would, like, grab your hand. You'd think you're going to walk with him. And he'd just, like, go limp and, like, flip around. <laughs> he enjoyed the pool and everything. I just felt bad for him because he didn't get the right amount of sleep. He didn't get good naps. He had a lot of car time. He did not sleep in the car. And I want to turn a chair around so freaking bad in the car. Oh, yeah. Well, you, well, because two years is what they used to say, right? And now they're like as long as humanly possible. They said two years until literally like right before Bo turned two. (laughs) And then they're like, ah, just stay that way until they are completely uncomfortable sitting backwards. So I don't know what to do. It's like, they just changed it. It's like, can I just go with that one? It's two. And can I get it, grandfathered in? Right. And, and plus, if you sit in the back seat next to him, his foot is like on your shoulder. <laughs> so he doesn't have a lot of room. And I just think he'd be so much happier. And of course, that would be like the day we get into a car accident. So I don't know what to do. I wish I knew what to tell you. I feel like I should be like, just turn it around. Or have to keep it there, Casey. But, that but I'm way. like, I don't fucking know. Well, maybe our guest, Jason, father of six, will have some advice on the table. <laughs> maybe. If I remember to ask I him. I bet he will. We'll see if you do. <laughs> In the future when In we talk future. to him. Oh, boy. You got anything else you want to share with people? Oh, sure. Um, yeah, I've been having some gentle health issues, but none of them mean anything. Gentle health Just, issues? So I twice in the last couple weeks have been like, something's wrong with me. I need to go to the doctor. And immediately, and then everything's been fine. And I'm kind of like, am I a hypochondriac now? Am I just being vigilant? Because I always used to be like, eh, it'll be fine. And then, like, nothing ever really happened. But for some reason lately, I've been like, okay, get this figured out. And then it's like, eh. So, the, 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 
most recent one was yesterday okay. because I went to um because I've been having like a ton of floaters in my eyes. Me too. Really? Oh really? I went to an ophthalmologist. Oh. Was your verdict the same as mine, which is you're fine, you just have a lot of floaters and this is your life now. Yep. Yeah. Also, try to ignore them and you won't notice them as much. And maybe they'll melt at I, one point. I didn't get melt. Oh, I, I got melt. Because yeah. all these rooms, like the one you're in right now, um, are like really white. So I noticed it when I started being in these rooms more. And, and these, just ignore them. Yeah. Uh, well, in my offices, I have windows everywhere in my office. So mm-hmm. it's super duper bright in there all the time. So there's days when I'm like, I can't, I'm having a really hard time at my computer right now. So I went to, so I was like, ah, I better call. Not because I, I don't know. I, they, every time I go to the doctor, the eye doctor, they're like, come in. If you start having a lot of floaters, that's really important. Like, yeah. Literally every time. Because so you like, could okay. have attached a retina. Yeah, exactly. And there's something about like, also just like the goo in your eyes starts coming away. I don't fucking know. It's just like symptoms of being an old woman. I think. And um, so I went in there yesterday. I had a nine o'clock appointment and they were like... Okay, so we're going to dilate your eyes so you won't be able to see properly for, like, six hours. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, it's 9 o'clock and I'm downtown by my <laughs> office where I was intending to go after this. So I was like, well, I guess just do it because it's, like, why I'm here. You know, if you're there for a checkup and they're like, we should dilate your eyes, you should. I'll be like, yeah, I'll schedule it for later. And why then did I they warned you that they were going to do that before? I know. I told them it was a medical visit. Like, it was for – I specifically said for floaters. Um, and – so they dilated them and, like, checked them out and everything was fine. So then I, like, got into work and was like, eh, and, you know, had, like, the, the cool shades yeah. down inside my glasses to walk to work, which I was kind of like, oh, I probably look okay. Like, people won't really notice. They'll just be like, whatever. But then I, like, took a picture of myself, but I couldn't see. Yeah. You could look um, at the So then I looked at it later and I was like, I look crazy. <laughs> um, but I was like, well, whatever. I, <laughs> it already happened. Um but anyway, so that was that. And they were like, yeah, you're fine. It'll just melt away. And before, like two weeks ago, I'm just sitting on the train. And I'd probably been on the train for like 30, 40 minutes or something. And I was like, suddenly I was like, oh, my arm feels really weird. Um, my left arm. Oh, Jesus. And I was like, whoo, whoo, I feel like really strange and then like my arm was just like getting kind of like numb and tingly all up and down my left arm and I was like shit (gasps) and I looked at because I have a Fitbit so I looked at my heart rate and I you know I've been sitting still for so long and it was like 95 or 100 or something pretty high for someone who's sitting on a train real high real high for having sat that long and my resting heart rate's like high 60s usually um and so I was like that's bad. And then I was like feeling this weird spreading in my chest. And I was like, what is happening? Um, so I was like, I was about to, there's a part on my, my commute where the train goes express briefly from Belmont to Wilson. Mm -hmm. And then I usually switch trains. So I was like, I'm going to get off at Belmont and switch trains early so that there will be more stops in case I die or I'm about to die and need to get off the train. Cool. Um, cause I don't die on the platform. And- <laughs> well, I was like, I don't want to get stuck on the plat, uh, in the train mm-hmm. in the next 20 minutes. Cause I feel like I might die. Um, so I was like, so I'll just switch trains. Um, okay. so then I got off the train and was waiting for the red line to come. 
And I was just standing there and I was like, I feel crazy. And I looked at, then I looked at my pulse again and it was 130 something just standing there. And I was like, okay, well, this is usually where I am when I'm running, like doing a workout and running and like my peak is like 150 or something, you know? So I was like, I think I'm going to go walk to the emergency room. Cause it's because I was a Belmont advocate, like right yeah. there. So I, not as close as a Wellington, if I'd gotten off there. But uh, but it's like two blocks away. Yeah. Because so, I was like, should I call nine one one? And I was like, I think I'll actually get there faster if I just walk. Yeah. Um. So I went over there and like admitted myself to the ER, and I had to call Chris and be like, um, hi. I think I'm okay because they didn't super care when I checked in and told them my symptoms about my tingly arm and everything, but I'll probably be late home because I'm in the ER. <laughs> uh, so I just like, so I sat there for a while, then they put me in a room and like I had an EKG. Did they at least like triage you before they're just like, have a seat? Nope. Oh my God. They had me sit down. I probably sat down for like 20 minutes and then they came and triaged me and like gave me, you know, took my blood pressure and asked me more stuff and then yeah I probably sat there for another half hour and then they put me in a room and then someone came and took my vitals and uh I so I was in the ER for like five or six hours oh lord um and Chris is like what do you want me to do and I was like just put Nellie to bed like I'll let you know tell her I love her (laughs) yeah I was like I'll let you know if something needs to happen but I kind of, like, and of course, by then, I was fine. By the time I'd, like, yeah. gotten a room and everything. But, I mean, I told him before that. But, um, so, yeah. So, now I have this crazy bruise that's just from. It's beautiful. Thank you. It was actually much purpler and much bigger uh. a few days ago. Um, that's just from, like, getting blood work done. And I had to have a CAT scan because um, they thought it might be a blood clot in my lung or something. I don't know. So you had a CAT scan while you were there? Yeah. Holy yep. shit. And there was none of the things. There was nothing. It would, the diagnosis was palpitations. And they were like, do you do a lot of cocaine or drink a lot of coffee? Weird to say that in the same sentence. But uh, yes, I drink a fair amount of coffee. And no, I do not do <laughs> cocaine. Um, and so sort of the prognosis was don't have a lot of coffee anymore. Uh, have and you been doing it? Yeah, I mean, I've been having, like, a little more than when I was pregnant. Okay. Because when I was pregnant, I would have one little cup. Yeah. Um, and now I'm having two little cups. Okay. Um, Sounds to me, and I am a doctor. Okay, good. Uh, like a panic attack. They asked me that, and I really, I thought about it, because there, there have been a couple times when I've been, like, a little panicky, but it's felt very different. Um and also my pulse doesn't really elevate that high mm. if I do. And it's a lot more like br- can't catch my breath. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Plus I was literally just sitting on the train like playing Tiny Tower on my phone. Well, when I have had a panic attack, it happened after the stressful situation. Mm. Did you have a stressful situation at work that day? No, not particularly. Mm. Well. Yeah. So Less cocaine. Yeah, less cocaine for me. So that was weird. And it was sort of like, it was like this mix of being like, well, I'm glad I did that because mm-hmm. 
I like, what if I didn't? And then I just like died in the train, you know? Right. But also I wasn't going to die in the train. I was fine. And like, what a waste of a day. And like, right. And it's that whole, but you always hear like a women have like different, more subtle symptoms of Mm -hmm. heart attack and stroke and stuff. And I was just like, ugh, I don't want (laughs) to like, I don't know, not do the right thing. So I just like did it. And then I was like, blah stupid and they you know at the er they were totally fine you know they were cool about it or whatever but um they're like we see this a lot like people coming in and it's palpitations and whoa that's a mega palpitation sometimes it's really bad but a lot of the times it's fine okay so they weren't like get out of here you hypochondriac yeah no they were they were very thorough well i'm glad you're fine that bruise is cool yeah it was way better i wish you'd see Also, I had a big bruise on my foot a little while ago because I dropped a spoon on it. And it was like this insane bruise. <laughs> I'm a mess. My, I'm dying. My shins are all bruisy from random things. Mm. I noticed it today. I was like, why do I wear a skirt when I've got like seven bruises on my shins? What's this sideways scar? Oh, that I did today. I crossed my legs and I scratched my leg with my oh. heel. Oh. So that's cool. Perils of high heel shoes. Yeah. Casey looks very fancy today, everybody. I'm looking cute. But not fancy. Like, sassy cute. Sassy cute. Like She has a great new haircut. Oh, yeah. I got my haircut. Chopped it all off. Very cute. Do you want to tell the people about your terrible life decision that that you've made? Which one? Whole 30. Oh, yes. Whole 30, yes. So... I'll be supportive after this. I need to figure out what the hell is going on with, like, my sinuses and my face and my stomach. So I made the bold... And brave decision to do Whole30. <laughs> I'm on day two, and I've uh, pretty much been really good. Um, no dairy, no gluten, which is fine, but also no other grains, no peanuts, peanut butter, no beans, no sugar. It's 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 going to be a trip, people. I feel like the next time we record, I'll be like, it's been seven years. It's been one week since I ate some grains. I'm going to be like uh, Matt Damon when he goes to Mars or whatever the hell happens. He comes back and he's like aged a bunch. Uh, Didn't you know see that it. One? Yeah. But yeah. It's going to be like that. Uh, yeah. So hopefully at the end, by the end of October, I'm like, ah, oh, clearly I feel better and I'm lighter and my sinuses are smooth and clean. And But I feel like the worst case scenario is you figure out which one of those things was bothering you and then you can't have them anymore. Yeah. I'm like, and now I can't eat sugar and it's Halloween and I can't have a Reese's pumpkin. Is that what happens? Is that it's like, so it, it's sort of a cleanse, right? Because it's only a month. Yeah. So then do you go back to eating like a, a trash person again? Not that you eat like a trash person. Well, you're person, supposed but... to reintroduce all the things you cut out one at a time <gasps> to see if they're bothersome. Okay. So come Halloween, I'll be like, okay, it's Halloween. So obviously the first thing I'm going to reintroduce is sugar. Mm-hmm. I'm going to eat a motherfucking Reese's pumpkin. Because they're the be- they are better than a Reese's cup. Done, done, done. That's okay. fact. That's fact. Uh, so I'm going to eat one of those on Halloween, and then am I going to be like, oh, God. I feel like for me it's probably going to be dairy is the issue. I'm mm. going to find out. And then I'm going to still have some because I love it and I want it to be part of my life, but I'll maybe just less and just the cleanse itself will help a little. I don't know. Who knows? We'll and are you still are you still being beefless for this, or do you need to reintroduce beef because now you need more? Protein? So far, I have been, but I feel like come like my period this month, I'm uh, gonna be yeah. like, I have to your eat. beef beef week. I gotta have beef week. <laughs> yes, I will probably have beef week. So far, it's been chicken and salmon. 
Tonight I'm going to have some scrimps. Mm. Shrimp. Yeah. Got it. Cool. Well, good for you. Good luck. It sounds bad. It sounds hard, but also I know a lot of people that have had no problem with it. Um, plus, I've already eliminated gluten. I feel like that's one that's really hard that's for people. That's Yeah. That's and like one of the harder ones. Are you allowed to eliminate, or sorry, so you can't have gluten-free bread though, right? Because that has no. different grains in it. Yep. So you're just totally no, um, nothing bready. Correct. All that is off the table. Um, but because of the gluten-free thing, I've already been a label reader, which a lot of people mm. just aren't that do this diet. So I think that's one of the things that makes it so hard. So in that sense, I'm like, nah, we'll be fine. Yeah, but no boozies, right? Right. That's hard. But, I mean, we've done, like, dryuary before. Right. So it's only a month. Right. 30 days, even. October has 31, so I get one juicy day of this month. One pumpkin day. All right, should we take a break and then uh, bring back our guest, Jason? Yep. Okay, everybody, we are back, and we have a very special guest with us today. We have Jason Starzik. Hi, Jason. Hi, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Great, and I'm super excited. That was the awesomest break you've ever had. Yes, that was a great break. Oh, I'm broken. Uh, he's... He's, he's playing the game, guys. We're recording this before the first half. You know, we do that sometimes time, and we try to always play it off, and we never are able to. Yeah, we never can. We just can't lie to you, friends. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. I mean, you're welcome, or whatever. Um, so Jason and I know each other from our place of employment. Yay. Yay, we work together. Jason is my boss, to be exact. And uh, we're having him on the cast because he's got a pretty cool story. He's got, like, 20 kids? They have six kids. Six kids. Six. six kids. I mean, it's like once you get to a certain point, it's all the same. Like, right. I always think if I won the lottery, I wouldn't really care how much it was. Like, I'd be like, $2 million is the same as a billion dollars to me. Right. Like, I'm just rich. Right. It doesn't matter. It's so like, more than million. more than three children, might as well have 40. It doesn't make a difference. It's all the same. Well, that was kind of our That's what thinking. you want. <laughs> yeah. So... Which I guess that leads me to my first question. When uh, you and your wife were first like, hey, we're going to get together and have a family. Were you like six is the magic number? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Actually, we were on a date and we were starting to get a little bit serious. So we were at a restaurant. Starting? Yeah. This is before kids. Okay. Before But it's like just starting to get serious and you're talking about kids? Mm -hmm. Go on. Yeah. (laughs) So... I said, hey, can you just write down on a piece of paper, what's your ideal family size? And I'll write down on a piece of paper what mine is. Mm-hmm. And so we both wrote down, and I said, all right, you're ready to reveal. And I said, three, two, one, flip. And her paper said four, and mine said five. So we're like, whoa. All right. We're okay. S- we're similar. Somewhat And aligned. by family size, you meant how many children, not total, right? Because I might right. write down four and be like, and that's two kids. And that's right. Two kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not counting cats. <laughs> yeah, I would think like of four people, I'd be three of them, you know? Yeah. That's the way I'd count it. I think boobs. <laughs> I reach one. I just want <laughs> to scream boobs. There's boobs outside. <laughs> You're about to tell me that I needed to adjust or boobs. something. Casey, I was like, oh, boobs. God, no. Um, so, no, you, you prefaced it with that children. Yes. So I specifically <laughs> said children. Uh, and that did not include... Uh, animals, because we've had lots of those, too. Oh, okay. Okay, so you said four. No, you said five. She said four. Right. And you ended up with six, so that doesn't sound like much of a compromise. No, because uh, much like what Tristan said, 
We just kept going because what the hell is the difference? Yeah. <laughs> it didn't make any difference at that point. I mean, I know for sure. I get a little annoyed because I have one kid. You have one kid. Uh-huh. Insurance, you're on the family plan now. It's oh, like, yeah. well, I could have one, I could have 70, and it's the same price. So yeah. I kind of feel like I'm getting ripped off, and I just have more kids to, like, make it feel worth it. Yeah. yeah. It totally is worth it because we pay a lot in taxes, too. But it's like, hey, we're getting our money's worth because they're all going to the library. They're all going to school. Mm. Whereas, like, some of our neighbors who have one or two kids, it's like... They're paying the same amount. Paying the same amount. And we get all those benefits. So this was a financial decision. Yeah, but also, uh, and I do have to qualify that because at some point, Lisa, my wife, she said to me, uh, I really want bookend girls. So we, oh. had, we had girl, boy, 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 boy. And okay. she at some point she said, I want bookend girls. So uh, we had to try for that sixth one. And we got it. Have you ever used nice. them as bookends? <laughs> yes, okay. uh, regularly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, if the youngest would have been a boy, do you think you would end up with seven, perhaps eight? I think so. Really? <laughs> I think so. Oh, jeez. You see that with families, like when they have the three boys or the three girls, you're like, you were really hoping for one of the opposite, weren't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although I did feel pretty good about it because our first was a girl and our second was a boy. So I knew right off the bat that no matter what we did or decided, uh, we had one of each. You had one of yeah, each, yeah. right. Yeah, good. Good for you. Um, so Thanks, Katie. So back it up. You're welcome. <laughs> Do I get a raise now? <laughs> I'm just here. <laughs> the compliment of just if I get a raise. Um, no. Um, okay. It'd be great if it happened on air, though, Jason. Oh, that would that be. That would be. What a oh neat surprise. Um, your children, can we get their ages and names? Jennifer is 22. Reese is 20. Harrison is 17. Tristan is what? 15. <laughs> I am. Rude. Bryce is 12, and Jolie is 10. And just to be clear, you said all the middle are boys, so Tristan is a boy. Because yes. Tristan is a boy's name. I am basically <laughs> a 15-year-old boy, so it makes perfect sense. <laughs> you are. I got really excited because I farted the other day, and Nellie laughed at it, and I was like, yes, you would, my baby. <laughs> you would fit right in there. <laughs> She gets me. She gets me. That's <laughs> a bow always goes, oh, toots. Oh, yeah. And this morning he tooted and he goes, oh, was that? I said, I don't know. What was it? He goes, toot, big toot. <laughs> oh, good job, bud. He's such a cutie. He is. Uh, okay, great. So that's a lot of kids and a lot of different ages. Yeah. And some of them are quite high. And I would be like, seeing you, I'd be like, what are you, 23? <laughs> And Aww. <laughs> nice. Ooh, how about race? Yeah, so good work there. Yeah. How so, may I ask how old you were when Jennifer came about? I was twenty-three. Oh. Yeah. That's that's still very normal. Yeah. Or maybe I was quick math. Christ, I don't remember. Twenty-two or twenty-three. Okay. That's very young in my opinion, because I was barely living on my own at twenty-two. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know what? I must have been 22 because Lisa had just two days prior turned 22. Whoa. Um, that's different life than I led, and I can assume that Tristan did as well. Excellent. Did you get a lot of that at the hospital? Like, you're just babies. Oh, yeah. it was. It, what was really neat was for the first couple of kids, we were the, always the youngest parents mm-hmm. in the crowd. And now uh, for our youngest kids, I feel like I'm the oldest. And mm-hmm. so to all the parent-teacher conferences and everything now, I'm like, so that's what the other side felt like when I was yeah. young. <laughs> that's what kids are doing these days. Yeah. 
question. Right. <laughs> I just feel like I've asked all the questions. Oh, no. Um, okay. Well, he did that. Did that. Okay. So, the kids are pretty spaced out still. So, that, so is going to activities not a total nightmare or still a total nightmare? No. And that's, it, that's one of the funniest things about this family is they were, like, in groups. So, like, mm-hmm. the oldest two, the middle two, and then the younger two. And so it's like once one of the groups of two was out of that stage, it seemed like the next group of two was in that stage. Uh, okay. So you basically had three families, but you were the dude that did it with the same woman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's one way to put it. Starting. <laughs> <laughs> You're not quite the Alec Baldwin. Right. And I'm glad you bring that up because that a lot of times I've been asked that, is it with the same woman? Really? <laughs> what the hell kind of a question is that? <laughs> yes, it's <laughs> me and Lisa have been married. Uh, for 23 years. Even if it's not, that's such a weird question. Why would you ever ask that? I don't know. But like if someone says, oh, yeah, my brother's 12 years older than me. You don't want to be like, so it's your half-brother? <laughs> like, clearly not my relative. Right. You know, like, you don't ask this kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. Also, right. if it's not from the same woman, then what? Then you're like, well, that's fine, too. Where does the conversation <laughs> go? Where, <laughs> yeah. where do they expect that right. conversation to go? <laughs> Interesting, yes. Hmm. Does anyone ever ask you if any of them are adopted? Yes. We get that Just a lot. Thinking of other dumb questions. Or twins. Twins, we get that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And Lisa really likes to point out that no asshole, uh, I actually went through labor six times. Six times. Yeah. Six, Tristan. Well, so speaking of going through labor six times, I don't know if your wife feels comfortable with us asking questions about her, but, uh, but so will. tell me but not will, to. Be like, shut answer. up if you don't want to answer them. <laughs> Um, so she went through it six times. What, did she get those sweet, sweet drugs like we did? Or did she tough it out like some kind of monster? So the, <laughs> the very first one, she said, I want to do it natural. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was a huge mistake. So she immediately changed her mind and did the needle thing in the back, which I passed out. Uh, <laughs> so I learned from that point, you don't watch that uh, go in. Mm. And so all six, she had that, that needle in the, whatever the thing is. Epidural, baby. Epidural. Yeah. I also was knees. like, I'm going to wait as long as I pot. Let's see if I can do it. And then I was like, hello, I cannot. Right. <laughs> and then you were still like, hello, now I have to wait some more. Yeah. Um, so you passed out <laughs> during oh. the labor of your, your eldest child. Yes. Uh, I've actually passed out about 20 times in my life. And um, that was one of them is when I decided, hey, I want to see what, uh, no, that's not a good idea. Whoa. <laughs> wow. I mean, I think that there's this difference between labor in 2017 for me and whenever this was 2000 something. 1996. 96. Math is hard. Um, now they don't even let the dude stay in the room. Yeah. No kidding. Because yeah. it's like a germ thing. Like if you sneezed right when the needle was going in or something like, there's just something about the gross it's probably because of you actually. It, it probably is and that's crazy because in 2008 when jolie was or 2009 when jolie was born uh the doctor came in and asked lisa hey would you mind we have a bunch of students here would you mind if uh any of them came in and watched and lisa's like no not at all so a couple of them came in and then they're like oh this is so cool and nobody else will let us would you mind if more come in and she's like the more the merrier and so we, we literally, like, <laughs> we had a room full of uh, students watch Whoa. the delivery of Jolie. Yeah. Wow. My goodness. Uh, that's a lot. But I, guess, I mean, do you think it was because it was number six or she have done that at any point? I, I don't know, but I'm quite certain that at that point with the sixth pregnancy, 
she didn't care about anything. I didn't care. Yeah. yeah. I, I know, like, when I, I went to the emergency room a little while after I delivered, and they were like, it was fine. But they were trying to put the EKG little stickers on my chest, but really gingerly. And I was like, look, <laughs> I just had a baby. I'm There's breastfeeding. Nothing. Like, this is, I'm no. my body no longer belongs to me. Just nope. do what you got to do. Do what you need to do. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, okay, so she used drugs, all six. They all were birthed. We got that. Yes. came out. <laughs> Um, they all were early. They were all so, early. Yeah. Oh. So Harrison was the earliest. I think he was 31 or 32 weeks. And then the latest was Reese at 36 weeks. So they were between wow. four and nine weeks early or whatever. That sounds nice. Mm-hmm. <gasps> You're going to have yeah. that many pregnancies. You might as well shorten them up a little. Wait, so 32 <laughs> weeks was the, sh- the earliest you said? Is yeah. that in scary territory? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he was in the NICU for uh, two weeks. And uh-huh. yeah, the doctors even, one of the idiot doctors told Lisa at one point to prepare for uh, the worst, which was... Holy was, shit. She was livid. Uh, oh my God. He, he was, I mean, technically two weeks preemie, right? Because 34 is the... Uh, I don't know. Okay. So he's like, oh, you should know forward. this by now. We've been doing a mothering podcast for like a year and a <sighs> and half. I feel like we did know it at some point. Yeah. <laughs> We did know this stuff. Uh, well, that's horrible. I'm very impressed that you would all have that's another anyway. kid after <laughs> that. I feel like that would be a scare tactic to not have children. Okay, so aside from the paper that we flipped over when we were dating, uh, my mother made a comment like, well, boy, you're not going to want to go through something like that again. Yeah. And Lisa literally turned to me and said, F that. We're getting pregnant as soon as we can after uh- <laughs> She's okay. a type of, my wife's the type of person who doesn't like to be told what to do uh, mm-hmm. by other people. <laughs> so the next kid was a spite child. Right. Okay. To Complete spite your spite. mother. Great. Yeah. Congratulations on that. A spite child and a bookend child. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you got six. But yeah. reasons are questionable yeah. for having babies. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so in this, so we basically had your three families, the two, two, and two. Um, Were there a lot of things that you felt like changed about the way you parent, maybe the equipment that you have, the rules that are set up for each set? Yeah, we we didn't do anything different with rules per se, but absolutely did we change who we were. Um, When Jenna was born, the first one, I didn't want anybody holding her. I was nervous to, you know, do anything. I, I watched her like a hawk until she was whatever, a few years old. By the time we got to the last one, it's like, oh, yeah, you guys can go trick-or-treating by yourselves. And it was like three years old. So, yeah, it's it was it was hugely, vastly different the way that we handled it. Uh, what about, like, the um, – not, maybe not the rules that you set up, but, like, the rules that, I don't know, the fucking government or whoever gives you, like, about car seats or the toys or, like, SIDS protection and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know because Lisa and I are both products of the 70s and – you two are too young to remember this, but back totally. in back in those days, uh, I'm fifteen. That's right, fifteen year old boy. <laughs> but back in those days, we would literally have like a, a crate in the back of the station wagon, and the kids would just pile in. They're yeah. like chickens. Yeah, so it's fun. <laughs> so we were products of that. Um, I don't really know what different changes took place between '96 and 2009. Would you say you had like different baby equipment from uh, the nineties to the two thousands, or did this was was Jolie in the same crib that Jennifer was? Oh, it's a total fog. I don't remember the crib situation. <laughs> that is fair. That is fair. I know for sure the first three all had the same crib. 
because it was get the one out so that the new one can have a crib. So I know for sure the first three shared a crib, not shared a crib at the same time. Sure. Right. Pass off. Um, I don't remember the other ones. That's a great question. Thanks. You know how they say having kids kind of messes with your memory a little bit. Yeah. I think it's true for the for the dance too. For the dance. Yes, that is that is fair. Especially once you have six, you're like, I don't remember which one was which or which yeah. one. You could get mad at one of them for something the different one, one did five years ago. <laughs> yep. So if there were in pockets, was it also was two the max you ever had in diapers or like high chairs or? Oh yes. So two was the max that we had in diapers. And the funny thing about diapers is we never didn't have a kid in diapers until Jolie was three. So we, 20 straight years of at least one kid Whoa. in diapers without a day off. Wow. Did you like literally feel the financial impact on your wallet when they were out of diapers? Like, why do we have this extra money all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I loved it. And But not only that, it was like a, a benchmark in my life. Like, yes, I never have to put on a diaper again. It was like the great, one of the greatest moments of my life. <laughs> That's what you think, but you never know. Lisa's going to change her mind. Uh, she would have to do it with a, someone else. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, do you have a um, No, I was going to say something about adult diapers, but that's fine. Oh. Um, <clears throat> so, one, uh, speaking of money, I'm going to get real into it. Nice. Here. How do you plan... To give Casey a raise. Yes. <laughs> Here's my chart. What is this rose? Oh, uh, another ER visit. Oh, my. I'll fill you in before this. <laughs> 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 um, um, blah, blah. I'm dead. Financial Take me to the ER again. Oh, um, how does one plan... To have six kids and have them go. Do you care if they go to college or yeah. are you rich? What, what's um, happening? That's a good question. <laughs> so Lisa's always made good money uh, and we've saved for their college. So all of them have a college fund. Uh, but we realize now when we've sent the first one's going to graduate school next year. So she's already uh, almost got her bachelor's graduate degree. Graduate school. Yeah. Also, very greedy. Yes, um, but we realized that it was woefully inadequate the amount of money that we saved for their college tuitions because I think their accounts had like I don't know twenty five or thirty thousand dollars, and it's like okay, that's a that's a good start. One semester. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, Lisa. Every year, every calendar year, except for two in our marriage, she's made more money than me, (laughs) and she rubs it in all the time. (laughs) Well, that being said, since we're on the topic. I asked you about this once because I was just, I don't know, complaining about how much childcare costs and was thinking that you would be able to understand. And it wasn't the case because you were able to kind of do a balance of taking care of the kids and you spent some time at home, correct? That is correct, Casey. Good memory. Uh, Thanks. The first couple of years, we just did off shifts. So I would work like night and she would work days. Uh, and then when I retired from Marriott in 2001 to start my own consulting business, I just scheduled all my meetings at times that she was home. So mm-hmm. I essentially raised the kids. I was the kind of stay-at-home dad type um, for 12 years. Amazing. Yeah. So which was the sweeter shift? The one who worked at night and then had to deal with day children? 
So have Lisa on one time and she'll give you a completely different story <laughs> um, because I was a complete zombie for those couple of years. Yeah, I mean, uh, it sounds impossible. It was really hard and, and I don't mind saying this because she would admit it wholeheartedly mm-hmm. that she would get mad at me for like randomly falling asleep places. Oh. <laughs> we would go shopping at a store and I would, she'd be like, oh, I'm going to go try something. And I'd be like, okay. And she'd come out and I'd be like curled up under a clothes. Oh, no. Racked to sleep in. <laughs> so that was really that was really hard. So that was only twelve years though. No, that was two years. <laughs> I retired in one. Okay, uh, still it's a long time. And do you feel that there's like a toll that happens on your marriage when you're like passing ships in the night? I feel like that would be bad. Yeah, that was that was tricky. Uh, but with this many kids and all the crap that we bring them to and all the stuff that we do for them, I feel like her and I are a lot of times just partners like uh what do you call it business partners yeah yeah like you take this shift you drive them here you drive them here so um we managed to cope with that as a couple mm-hmm. uh, find the time when we can yeah wow i really just assumed that or not i maybe i didn't assume but i gathered no i assumed i assumed she stayed at home because i knew you worked so i was like oh well his wife must stay at home if there's 80 billion children. But no. <laughs> Not the case, Tristan. Wow. All the way around. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck me. <laughs> um, so you guys seem like good planners. Like you wrote down the number of kids you wanted on an early date. And then failed. Yes. Yes. Well, Mark and I discussed how many children we were going to have like approximately one minute before I got pregnant. Uh, <laughs> and so I'm wondering from you if you have like a big plan for when they're all out. No, and we go to a life coach we've been going to for years, and she asks us that all the time, like, are you planning for when they're all gone? Uh, Your life's going to look a lot different. And we're both like, that's way the hell in the future. You're just not willing to think about it yet, right? That's fair. That's cute. Yes. Tell me more about life coaches. Oh, uh... How often do you go? What do they tell you? Is it like a therapist, but bossier? She's got a degree because I can see it up on the wall. I don't. I never read it, so I don't even know what the degree is. But uh, <laughs> it's totally theater. Yeah. <laughs> no, we just go and talk and, and ask questions like, "Hey, I'm thinking about making a career change," or, for instance, when I started here uh, at the company I'm with right now, that was the question I asked. I'm thinking of a career change. Here's why. What do you think? Let's talk through it. So it's pretty neat. That's cool. Yeah. So it's a psychic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, I have a question. So, you are a gluten-free vegan. Mm-hmm. You also don't consume, like, dyes, right? Artificial, any no, no sugar, basically. Right, no, I try not to do added sugar. Oh, is that a cue? Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely no artificial food dyes, uh, which is why we love Aldi so much, because they eliminated artificial food dyes from all their foods. Yeah, Sam. Yeah. They have a ton of organic, too, right? Yeah, and we're not huge on organic just because it's so much more expensive. Uh, but the gluten-free, for sure, all of us are gluten-free. Right. Wow. And now, some of this is your own choice, and some of this you're doing because of, like, the needs of your kids? Yeah. My son, Reese, at one point was misdiagnosed with celiac disease. And for a while, we tried, you know, two different toasters and two different sets of silverware. And, two, and then after maybe three months of trying that, it's like, we said... After this, all eight of us are going to be gluten-free because this is way too hard to, to separate. And it's been great. All, all eight of us have been gluten-free for a long time now. So 
Even the kids what? that aren't in the house? I don't I don't keep track of what they do once they're out of the house. Okay. They can do whatever they want. Okay. But I but don't buy any gluten. When people are living there, they're all gluten-free. Yeah. Okay. By out of the house, do you mean in college or you mean like when they're at school? You don't know if they're eating bread. Uh, no, I meant college uh, oh, okay. or high school, basically when they can drive themselves to places and buy food. Order their own food. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. But our house doesn't have any, any gluten. Okay, so the gluten was for your son, and now was misdiagnosed, but you guys are riding out. Yeah, right. So he was misdiagnosed. They finally realized that he didn't have celiac disease. He had Crohn's instead. Uh-huh. Uh, so, you know, B-O-H-O-O there for one thing. But, uh, yeah, we just decided, hey, this gluten-free thing is kind of for us anyway. So Okay, so everyone's stuck with it. Great. Yeah. Um, and then the, the vegan, that's just your own personal decision. Yes, and I do get made fun of sometimes because I break that rule of veganism oh, okay. every once in a while. Yeah. What's okay. what's what gets you? Yeah. So I sometimes break it with fish, um, and sometimes eggs every once in a while. Right. So. But you still do the full like leather and honey and all that stuff, or yes, because I don't care about the animals. It's just my nutrition. Oh, okay. Okay. So honey's on the table. He's covered in leather right now. Yeah, Look I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to ask about leather, <laughs> the full suit. And the dyes, that's also just for your own health. That's not any family yeah. stuff. Yeah, most of that stuff stemmed from a book I read or research that I did. So like wheat belly is when I decided uh, gluten is going to be off the table for me for the rest of my life because I read that book. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some research I did with food dyes. Uh, Lisa actually did some research with brain development and food dyes. So that was like, okay, none of us are going to have food dyes. So. But by none of us, you mean just you? No, the food dyes are for everybody. Oh, really? Yeah, that's off the table for I everybody. thought uh, Lisa just sat around and ate M&M's. She doesn't <laughs> count. She can eat whatever she wants. <laughs> no, but it is... <laughs> that reminds me of when I used to stay at home and I would pack her lunch every day. And did I tell you this ever? Yes, but the podcast needs to hear this. Yeah, so I would pack her lunch every single day. I'd wake up and I'd, it'd be a big thermos with, you know, soup and sandwiches and uh, carrots and hummus and this grand lunch because she worked a lot of hours. And every single day for probably eight years, uh, she would come home and bring the, the, what do you call those things? Lunch bag? Yeah, but it was like the, the plastic one. Bento box? No. Lunchbox? Lunchbox. All right, we'll go with that. Um, plastic square. Plastic square box. So every day she would come home and I would open it just to, you know, take out what needed to be put back in the fridge or whatever. And every single day it still had the sandwich, the carrots, the hummus, everything that I packed. And then in addition to all that stuff, it had Snickers wrappers, peanut M&M's wrappers, <laughs> Skittles wrappers. So she literally would just go out and buy junk food all day. Oh, uh, she got to good stuff. She the same lunch bag again the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why does she have the decency to throw away the food you right. eat? So it would seem it. like... Decency to throw away healthy food. <laughs> so you wouldn't know. <laughs> you had. Agreed. <laughs> and how I... <laughs> how it lasted eight years, I had no idea. <laughs> Finally learned. <laughs> okay, so... It's just sort of an overarching question. You seem to have made your life very complicated, mm. like between all these, like this and the die and having a million children. Are you ever like, I just want to sleep for a thousand years with a bowl of cheese? <laughs> or no. are you like, I feel great. I'm full of energy because I don't have wheat belly. I've, I've always been a high energy person uh, and I 
I'm real big on sleep, getting the proper amount of sleep every night. So outside of those couple of years where we did the off schedules, uh, I have felt great, never overwhelmed. That's wonderful. That's, whew. Yeah, I, I think I'm about that jealous. a lot when I'm like, I, how do I work and have one child? This is impossible. And then yeah. he's doing all these things. I'm literally like, it was Mark's birthday the other day and you had a change of plans. Yeah. You may have known. Um, and Chris was like, oh, Mark wants you to come to the bar. And I was like, I can't. I'd have to turn around in 20 minutes. I'd have to put Nellie in the car seat twice within the span of 45 minutes. It's impossible. I won't do it. I won't do it. Um, and that's just one child and I'm completely overwhelmed. Yeah. You just, yeah, that's what Chris said. He's like, Ash thinks it's too hard. And I was like, I understand, but also come on, Tanner. I could explain it a little more, but I mean, it, it really but no, was I just, get that it was like, too, what's the like, fucking I could point? stop, but then it means taking Bo out of the car seat and then back in the car seat. Nobody has that kind of time. And I'm going to a bar. Am I going to chug a beer in 25 minutes and then go drive away? Like, I'm going to have to not drink at a bar. I'm going to a bar to not drink for 25 minutes and then leave. <laughs> it's preposterous. <laughs> That seems like your life is more complicated than mine. You're right. I think it's it might so be. hard. It's so yeah. hard. <laughs> the, the struggle's real. I Do you have any questions for Tristan? <laughs> How old is your... Uh, uh, Nellie is... Well, she'll be two in November. So oh. whatever that is. 22 months? One 23 months? Yeah. When, when do you stop saying how many months they are? That's I been think probably in November. Our hot topic, but we yeah. think it's 24 months. Okay. Are you still saying the bow is two? Yes. Okay. Uh, what I have been saying actually a lot lately is he turned two in August. Oh, okay. Um, All right. So I want to ask about, um, so your bracelet is representing your daughter has a, what is it? A a thing? Yeah, she does have a thing. Uh, It is called transverse smilitis, uh, which is a spinal cord injury that happened because of an autoimmune thing. Autoimmune thing. That's what I meant. Okay. Could you mind telling us a little bit about that? It's because no one's ever heard of it. Yeah. So she was 14, I think, at the time. And I was downstairs and I just heard her screaming upstairs uh, that she couldn't move. And so when I went up there to check, she just was paralyzed uh, because her body decided to attack its own spinal column. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So she, we went through lots and lots of no doctors even knew what it was. So it was like the third or fourth doctor uh, that finally was like, oh, wait, I did have some training on on transverse myelitis. So. That's what you like to hear. Oh, wait. Yeah, I remember I a class once, right? I remember this very happy-sounding name. Yeah, right? Smilitis yeah. sounds delicious <laughs> yeah. or delightful. Uh, so this was when she was 14, and this is the eldest daughter. She's 22. Correct. Great. So she's recovered partially from it at this point? Yeah, it was really neat because uh, this is, I guess, where the feel-good part comes in because one doctor at the time said that she'll never walk again. She'll always be paralyzed, basically, uh, from the neck down or whatever. And she, Lisa never quit, made sure that she did lots of PT and lots of e-stim and all sorts of crap that Lisa knows and I don't understand. Mm-hmm. What's e-stim? I don't know. Oh, okay. So we, we can phone a friend here with the... Uh, <laughs> I know. I think it's like it's like electric stim. So oh, it's like stimulation. Trying to oh, stimulate. Electric it. stimulation. So uh, we made that doctor eat his words because she she actually recovered to the point where she could run again, and then she got hit a second time. Mm. Uh, and since that second time that she got hit, she's um, she can stand for a couple of seconds, but uh, she still needs a wheelchair mm-hmm. to get around. So. 
So then have you had to make a lot of adjustments to your home? Not, no, uh, which we should have probably. She, where she lives now at college, uh, she's got one of those rooms that are accessible. Accessible, yeah. Um, but we didn't really do anything to the house. I just had to lift that damping in and out of the house every time she wanted to go somewhere. <laughs> but um, that damping, meaning the wheelchair, not my daughter. Yes, sure. gotcha. Got, got yes, it. We were, we were there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. Um, oh, can I put a plug in then, too? Yeah, yeah please. It, you can edit it out if you want no, to. No, plug away. So I, it's one of the wins uh, of my fatherhood is when I had a conversation with my daughter uh, after this happened, and I said, how's up here, meaning your brain? And she said, well, that's fine. I just can't move anything else on my body. And I said, okay, well, as long as you have this up here, there are a lot of things that you can still do. A lot of really good things that you can still do in this life. And the neat thing is she took that. That was just a rah-rah parent moment. Mm-hmm. But she took it and ran with it, and she wrote and published uh, two books now, uh, she aligned with the Transverse Myelitis Association to give profits from the books to that organization. She's been an MC at their events, and so she's really kind of taken this whole, I wouldn't say TM in stride, but she definitely uh, turned it into something that could be looked at as positive. It's amazing. So cool. Do you want to plug the books? So the first one that she wrote was called 5K Ballet and a Spinal Cord Injury. The uh, follow-up to that was called Determination, and then the most recent one that she published last year is called Up and Down. Awesome. So you can check those out wherever you like to get your books. Yes. And are I they sort of... Oh, sorry. Are they like memoirs, or are they uh, re- researchy? The, no. The, that's a great Picture question. Picture books? What are they? The first book was literally her journey. Uh-huh. So what she did, like she was, she loved running. That was her, her passion, so that's why it was called 5K. And then her friend, who she met uh, at one of the Transverse Myelitis events, uh, her passion was ballet. So they kind of worked together to write their stories, uh, and thus titled 5K Ballet and a Spinal Cord Injury. Cool. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Check those books out, people. Uh, I believe that brings us to, well, that was kind of a win. I mean, that was a major yeah, win. Yeah, that was a huge win. Uh, yeah. Is that your win, or do you have another win for us? You can win, win, win all day. And a fail, because as you know, we ask every guest on the podcast for a parenting win and fail. A parenting win and fail. I probably my fi- I have a lot of <laughs> wins. They're such great little kids. Right. <laughs> but one of my biggest wins uh, is my youngest. Uh, since she was a baby, I sang to her every single night when I tucked her in. And as she got older, uh, every birthday that she has, I ask her, are you now too old? For me to sing to you and she has since said no i want you to still sing to me and she's Aww. 10 and she still has me sing to her Aww, Aww, that's, so sweet. Aww. that's Aww. so nice do you want to sing for us we're not too old my girl my girl <laughs> don't lie to me tell me where did you sleep last night whoa you sing in the ponds in the ponds <laughs> where the sun always shines i would shiver the whole Night through. That's for you, Julie. Yay! Aww. This is so sweet. Uh, yes, she big I was fan of Nirvana? No, I was just one day listening to a Nirvana song, and when I tucked her in, I was in my head. And now, <laughs> 3,650 days later. Yeah. Uh, how about a fail? My, my fail was when Lisa and I bought our first house, mm. and she left me alone with the baby because Jen was only six months at the time. 
So it was the first time Lisa left me alone with her at our new house. And I was upstairs. Lisa came home and started screaming. And so I ran downstairs and I realized that uh, as I was holding Jen, I went to the kitchen to uh, fill up the sink with water because I was going to do dishes after I put Jen to bed. Forgot I turned the, the faucet on. So in our brand new house, we were the first owners. Uh, the first time she left me home in our brand new house with the baby, I flooded the whole thing. Oh, my gosh. How far did the water get? The entire first floor. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was on for like an hour. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You are lucky you were able to have five more children, sir. Oh, my gosh, yes. (laughs) Uh, Good fail. And Jay wins. Nice balance. (laughs) I can still hear it. Jay, what the hell? (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, anything else from your interest? No. Uh, so we, we talked a little bit about Jennifer's books. Do you have anything from your personal life that you'd like to plug? No. I'm not as creative as, as my kids. Okay. Oh, no, that's He's not true. Author. Yeah. You're an author, too? Mm-hmm. Books everywhere. Yeah. But that my book sucks, so I don't want to oh. plug it. <laughs> well, that was Jason. Thank you so much for sharing your story of six children and a pretty cool life with us. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yay. Fun. Wonderful work. Yay. <laughs> On both the podcast and your life. Ah, thank you. <laughs> Yay us. <laughs> uh, well, thanks again. Uh, <laughs> Jason, you're so great. You're the best. Why are you wearing all leather? Um, hey, people. Hey, if you want to ask Jason any questions, you can email us, baddestmothers at gmail.com. You can also see him and his family <laughs> if you check out our Instagram uh, or Facebook. Maybe, probably not Twitter, but whatever. They're all baddest mothers. I Just do Twitter. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't ever look at my Twitter. But I get so many notifications. From, yeah. I need to turn it off because I off. literally never look at Twitter. And I'll, I have a whole tab on my Gmail that's just Twitter notifications. Oh, F off. Anyway. Uh, at Baddest Mothers. Yeah. Uh, if you could take a moment to rate and review us, we'd really appreciate it. And go ahead and follow follow us so you get all of our episodes downloaded ASAP. Yeah, and subscribe. Subscribe. Yes, uh, check out all the other uh, podcasts on the Universe Head Podcast Network. And let They're us great. know. Yes. And let us know if you want to be a guest or know someone that should be. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> we are Baddest Mothers in the Room. Can you say bye-bye? Bye-bye. Nellie, can you say bye-bye? She's waving.